Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Deuteronomy chapter 20. And if I were to give this one a title, it would be Healthy Conflict. Healthy Conflict. Now, God is going to give them some instructions for war. And Lord willing, when you have conflict with someone else, you're not literally going to war, but it can feel that way, right? The the fight, flight, or freeze response can kind of happen. And God is not opposed to conflict. Can we just get that out of the way? Conflict can be a healthy thing because the Bible actually says, uh, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall, they, they shall do something. I forget what they're going to do, but it's going to be a good thing. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall see God. Maybe <laughs> I should have looked at that before I did this, but he said, blessed are the peacemakers, not necessarily the peacekeepers. And so when you decide to make peace, sometimes it creates conflict. But healthy conflict is always good. We're going to get that together, and I'm going to try to remember the Bible for the rest of this. But before we do that, uh, as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, subscribe to the YouTube video. Make sure that you are giving us a five-star review on the podcast. And let us know. I want you to go to the Facebook group at Bible Breakdown Discussion. Let us know if there is a topic you would like for us to talk about. Right now, on the 15th and the 30th of every month, we have what we call a catch-up day. And if you'd like to know more about this, you can go to experiencerlc.com forward slash the Bible, and you can see the Soap Bible Study Guide that we're doing together one chapter at a time. And on the 15th and the 30th, we like to work on it instead of in it. Like, how can we apply God's word better to our life? And I would love to know a topic you would like for us to cover. And people ask me about how to have a successful devotional time, how to pray uh, how to know what we believe. A lot of great, great topics that we've got plenty of time to cover. And I would love to know for you, what is a topic, maybe a question or something you would like for us to do a little bit of a deeper dive on so that we can grow together? Because I'm going to tell you, the more we dig, the more we find. Now, today is one of those as well. And that is in Deuteronomy chapter 20. Remember, Moses is doing a series of sermons to this young nation that is about to go and take over all of this pagan territory. These people for 400 plus years have been defying God, have been uh, been involved in human sacrifice and all these horrible, horrible things, and now the time of judgment has come. So can I just go ahead and tell you, when we get to the book of Joshua, you're going to realize there's a lot of war about to happen, right? Righteous war is going to happen. But even in that, it's not it's not just crazy, chaotic, whatever, but God even has a system of mercy and order for this so it can be controlled battle, not just bloodthirsty onslaught. I think that's important for us to remember and realize. And how this would work in our modern context is it's very important for us to realize that conflict can be a good thing if it's healthy conflict. One of the things I run into a lot of time as a pastor is conflict between two people. Sometimes it's between a husband and wife. Sometimes it's between two friends. And one of the things I have learned in my own life, and so then I share it with them, is it's very important to think about how you're going to fight before you fight. Like, how are you going to engage in conflict? One of the things I love to do when I talk to new couples who are about to get married is I say, listen, I love you, and I know you love each other, but can I tell you that at some point on your journey, you're going to have an argument. 
And you would be surprised how many people, some will go, oh yeah, too late for that, pastor. Some of them will go, pastor, how could you? We're never going to argue. We're in love. And I just laugh, go, oh, I know. I'm, bless you. I know you're never going to argue. But if you happen to one day, <laughs> you need to set up some proper boundaries so that when you argue, you can do it in a healthy way. And so we'll talk about things such as, you know, not ever get historical, <laughs> which means don't ever say, well, back in 1937, you know, whatever, you know or don't, don't call names, even pet names. Don't do that. Don't threaten divorce. Just certain things that you set up as parameters so that when you engage in conflict, it can be healthy and in order because the goal is to resolve conflict, not to win a fight, right? Well, a lot of this comes from Deuteronomy chapter 20. Now, this is a very different context. They're not trying to win an argument. They're trying to beat somebody down. <laughs> but even in that, there's an element of mercy. There's an element of, I only want to do what I have to do. Don't make me do more. And so let's look at this together and see how even in this, there's an element of justice and mercy, even when engaging in war. You ready? If you got your Bible open with me, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1 says this. When you go out to fight your enemies and you face horses and chariots and an army greater than your own, do not be afraid. The Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt is with you. When you prepare for battle, the priest must come forward to speak to the troops. He will say to them, Listen to me, all you men of Israel. Do not be afraid as you go out to fight your enemies today. Do not lose heart or panic or tremble before them. For the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you against your enemies and he will give you victory. Then the officers of the army must address the troops and say, Hey, has anyone here just built a new house but has not yet dedicated it? If so, you can go home. You may fight, you might fight and be killed in battle, and someone else would dedicate your house. Hey, has anyone here just planted a vineyard but has not eaten any of its fruit? If so, you may go home. You might die in battle, and someone else may eat the first fruit. By the way, hey, has anyone here just become engaged to a woman but has not yet married her? Well, you may go home and get married. You might die in battle, and someone else might get married to her. Then the officers must also say, this is a really good one. Is anyone here worried <laughs> or afraid? If you are, please, <laughs> you may go home before you frighten anybody else. When the officers have finished speaking to the troops, they will then appoint the unit commanders. As you approach the town to attack it, listen to this. You must first offer its people terms of peace. If they accept your terms and open its gates to you, then all the people inside will serve you in forced labor. So in other words, they ain't going to die. But if they refuse to make peace and prepare to fight, you must attack the town. When the Lord your God hands the town over to you, use your swords to kill every man in the town. But you may keep for yourselves all the women, children, and livestock and other plunder. You may enjoy the plunder from the enemies that the Lord your God has given you. But these instructions apply only to distant towns, not the towns of the nations that you will enter. In those towns that the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession, destroy every living thing. You must completely destroy the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Parasites, the Hivites, and Jebusites, just as the Lord your God has commanded you. This will prevent the people of the land from teaching you to imitate their detestable customs and the worship of their gods. You, which would cause you to sin deeply against the Lord your God. When you are attacking a town and 
the war drags on. You must not cut down the trees with your axes. You may eat the fruit, but do not cut down the trees. Are the trees your enemies that you should attack them? You may only cut down the trees that you know are not valuable for food. Use them to make the equipment you need to attack the enemy town until it falls. Now, two things about this, and we'll be done for today. First of all, notice how it says, kill the men. That's the the ones who are waging war, but have mercy on the rest. Now, the reason why this is super important is because if you read this through 21st century eyes, you're going to miss the fact that you think, well, isn't that horrible that they are going to now bring the, the, the women and the children into their world? What would be more horrible? Either they kill all the men and just let them go and starve to death, or God says, now that you have now killed the ones who do all the work and provide all the crops, now your responsibility is to care for those who are left. So rather than being an act of vengeance and horribleness, God is actually saying, if you do this, you're now responsible for what you did. So actually, it's a wonderful act of mercy. Second thing is, is God is teaching them how to not destroy the land by not cutting down the trees. Because one of the things they could have done, cut down the trees, spoil the land to win the war, but God's trying to help them think long term and say, actually, after you defeat these people, this is going to be your land and you're going to destroy it. Now, how does that help us today? Two wonderful lessons we can learn. Number one is whenever you engage in conflict, what you say, you have to pay for. You can say whatever you want to say, but there's a cost to everything you say. So be careful in our lives to engage in healthy conflict and to realize for every action, there is a reaction. So we have this rule at our house, and that is you can say whatever you want to say, as long as you also realize there's a cost to pay for every single action. What God was saying is when you rage war, which is what I've told you to do, and you kill all the men, you're now responsible for their families to take care of them. And so healthy conflict Always be careful to realize that what you say has a cost attached to it. And the second thing is, is think long-term. Is it worth saying now? Is it worth saying in that way? You may say what you want to say and win the argument, but you may lose the war. And so it's always important to realize that God knows what he is doing. And yes, in most contexts, the people who are going to listen to this with me, you're probably not fighting a literal physical battle. But we can use these principles that will help us down the road. Because anytime we engage in conflict, the goal is not to win. The goal is to resolve the conflict so you can move forward together. Let me pray for us, and we'll be done for today. Father, thank you so much that you're for us and not against us. Thank you that you are with us in all things. And thank you, Lord, that your word is valuable in so many ways. I pray that we will constantly be amazed at your word, and we will learn from it every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's word says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, today I have given you the choice between life and death. Choose life. You can make that choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. My prayer is that today you would choose life. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Deuteronomy chapter 21.